What is up, listeners? We're back at you with our second pod this week. This is kind of like our normal pod. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about mostly football because Roland and Zay covered baseball already. The Nats won, right, Roland? So that was a uh, nice little local team win for us over here on the east side and a little bit of a suck it to Bryce Harper for leaving. Um, So if you want to listen to Roland and Zay give their takes on the playoffs, listen to our most recent episode before this one. They will break it all down for you. But we're going to talk about mostly football today. Not in our episodes, we're shooting for like 45 minutes, you know, it's... NHL opening night. Some of us have uh, hockey to watch, so we're going to get in on that. I'm going to be watching the 2018 champs against the 2019 champs. The Capitals are playing the St. Louis Blues tonight in St. Louis. Do you know? Uh, it's probably I'm in... Not totally sure. I'm sure it is because they probably raise in the band. Right, 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 yeah. Um, that, that would make sense. I'm going to double. Yep. It's in St. Louis. So hockey officially starts, but I think I can say with certainty, the majority of our podcasts are still going to revolve around football, but we are definitely, you know, going to hit on big hockey topics, uh, MLB topics when those come up and base or I'm sorry, basketball is going to start soon. I'm sure next week, if John's on, He's going to talk about the world championships. I've been watching some. Uh, some headliners, Noah Lyles won the 200-meter dash. Uh, USA also has gold, gold medal finishes with the 800 with Donovan Brazier and Sam Kendricks in the pole vault. And Grant Holloway today won the 110-meter hurdle. So that was very exciting to watch. But like I said, we're talking football. We're talking week four action. Um Roland, did anything catch you off guard or really catch your interest from this past weekend of football? Um, you know, I so I have NFL Red Zone, so I don't get to see a lot of a lot of the uh, the one o'clock games, like things that are happening outside of team scoring. Um, but that that Buffalo New England game, I mean, I think we all said that it was going to be a pretty close, uh, evenly matched game. And I think that uh, we totally saw that. Um, you know, Buffalo is definitely a good team. Uh, hope Josh Allen, you know, can recover. And, uh, you know. What did you think of that hit? I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned it. What did you think of that hit? Um, I mean, it's helmet to helmet. It, it's something that should always be called. Uh, yeah, I mean... It looked, it, I guess it looked a little dirty. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, I. I, I it, you know, it's, it's obviously different than uh, another hit that I'm sure we'll talk about on the pod today. Yep. Um, you know, this it seemed somewhat uh, more incidental, um, but at the same time, it's still helmet to helmet. Uh, refs called it right, you know, so. Right. Um, so me obviously being a little biased at first, I was just like, oh, you got to throw them out, listen to some podcasts, you know, talk to some people about it. And my final takeaways are like, as a defender, I can totally see where he was going for. I don't think he was trying to like hurt him. I really don't. Um, but regardless that kind of hit, I'm not saying to the head, but like that kind of big hit. Otherwise, if he didn't do that, Josh Allen was going to get a first down. I don't think there's any way you can argue that. He's a big guy. He had a guy on his back. He could have just fallen forward for it. So it was a big hit. I think he's going to get fined if he hasn't been already. But, um, you know, I don't... Looking back, it looks bad in slow motion. But like I said, I don't think it's dirty. Um, It's just unfortunate that Josh Allen had to go out with that because he's been on fire in the fourth quarter. And I think that if he could have, if he was quarterback instead of Matt Barkley on that final drive or even the drive where we got stopped on fourth and goal, I really think the Bills could have won that game. 
Um, very defensive. Both defenses were unbelievable. For Josh Allen to have three terrible picks and only be down six points with seven of them coming from a blocked punt, I think is incredible. And as a Bills fan, I feel good because we were right there. And like I said, I think we could have won that game. Yeah, I agree. And the Pats, the Pats offense, I mean, the Bills defense made the Pats offense look, I mean, like scrubs. Yeah, I uh, so. it, I was a little frustrated this whole week listening to the coverage because everyone's just like, oh, the Patriots offense was bad and just like no credit was given to the Bills defense. Once again, I am biased. I'm going to say it. I'm biased towards the Bills, but I do feel like their defense should have gotten more respect for the game that they played as opposed to just that the Patriots defense didn't do well. Oh, I agree. Um. In response to his injury, he was at practice today, so a lot of people were saying he's in stage four out of five in the concussion protocol. So things are looking up for him to play on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, a game I think the Bills can win and be 4-1 and one heading into their bye week. The Patriots play the Washington Redskins. Um, I don't even think a line is up for that. Uh I don't I don't see one but I do not think that it's going to be close at all. Uh fun yeah, fact like 10, 10 points. It's got to be it's got to be like 14. if the Eagles and the Jets line is 13 and a half, the Patriots has to be like 16 and a half or 17 or something okay. like that. It's it's not it's okay. not a good game to watch. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, Bills won, Patriots heading into their bye. Tomorrow night we have an actually another good Thursday night football game. It's the Rams and the Seahawks. Um, but before we get too far heading into week five, I want to talk about more about week four. Um, let me pull up the schedule. But games that stood out to me were... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers putting 55 on the St. Louis Rams. I think a, a lot of people... I forgot about that one. Yeah, I think a lot of people are surprised. One, that the Bucks put up 55 points, but maybe they're getting a little more indication of just how bad, or not how bad, but how poor Todd Gurley has been playing compared to last year or the previous year, ever since his injury came out. He's not looking good. Uh, I mean, the Rams still put up 40-plus points, you know. I I, I mean, if anything, I think it really shows how bad the Rams' defense is mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Maybe we uh, gave a little, or didn't give Jameis any time to mesh with, uh, what's his name, Bruce Arians? But he he can put up touchdowns in a hurry. Oh yeah. What else? That was like I, a lot of people were saying that's like the game of his life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? Next week, who's I don't even know who he's playing next week. I'll pull it up. But he may might throw four picks this next game. He's playing this. He's playing the Saints. That it's a, should maybe it's a good matchup. Uh, games yeah. that surprised me: Oakland beating the Colts. I just thought Oakland was too buttoned up. And Oakland is going through a lot. And they're just not that talented. But the Colts lost that game by a touchdown. I don't think it was close. But the big storyline out of that game is Vontez Perfect committed yet another helmet-to-helmet unsportsmanlike hit against Jack Doyle, who I believe is okay. But that end result, Perfect, suspended for the rest of the year. He's appealing it. The main reason for it is his continued i'm paraphrasing but his continued and repeated offenses um he's had a lot of hits like this he knocked out a b that one comes to top of my head but there's been like four or five instances he's lost or been fined five million dollars almost just in these hits alone you know at first i i do think it's a little excessive but then i think about well he's been fined almost five million dollars and he's still not getting it yeah, so I mean, he's obviously a dirty player, and 
like that was a it, it looked like a dirty hit. Uh, it just it just seemed unnecessary because like another Raider already had him wrapped up. Like he was going to the ground, uh, and that's that's when he came in and hit him in the head. And then and then after he's ejected, he's like blowing kisses to the fans. Uh, I think they were in Indianapolis. Um, you know, blowing kisses to the fans, like smiling, laughing as he's walking into the tunnel, and that's just—I mean—it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, if you ask me, it's. And I mean, some people are like, like, oh, you guys are just a bunch of like, like everyone's too soft. Like this is the NFL. Like, those t- I mean, it was—it's a dirty hit. You know, you, you can be manly and and tackle people and and hit hard all you want, but like, when you're going for someone's head. Like that, and then and then like laughing it off and like smirking as you're being ejected from the game. <laughs> Especially because it's him, right? Like in contrast to the Jonathan Jones hit against Josh Allen, I don't think Jones has been fined or flagged on a helmet to helmet yet. Like I said, this has been happening all the time for Perfect. Uh, like you said, the tight end was down, and he went for the head. You have to wonder, Roland, if. This is maybe the end of his career. Because he's not... Unless he... I don't see him winning his appeal. And then who's going to sign... I don't know how long his contract is. I have a feeling it's just a one year with the Raiders. But who's going to re-sign him when he... You know, he's a liability to be suspended for another year. Like, who's going to pay him? Yeah. I. That's what I was, As soon as they came out saying that he's suspended for the year... Um, that's when I was, I started wondering that myself. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. First thing that has to happen is his appeal has to finish. Um, see if he wins that and see if he can come back. But he reportedly is in London with the Raiders, but he can't do anything, but he's there with them. Uh, in other news, similar AB investigation, not much going coming out, like we're not hearing anything. I don't know if that's a good sign. I don't know if that's a bad sign for him, but something else to keep your eye on is what happens there. Let's see. Other games that surprised me. The Browns beat the Ravens by 15. That was kind of a shocker in Baltimore. Cleveland really took it to them. And just like that, they are in first place in their division. Tied 2-2 two and two with the Ravens, but obviously they have the tiebreaker. That was wow. big. That was big around here because you know I'm in Baltimore, so a lot of pe- a lot of people were sad on Monday morning. <laughs> what else? Kirk Cousins looks awful as the Vikings quarterback, and they have to pay him like sixty million dollars over the next two years. They have a very talented roster. There are rumors that they're trying to trade Stefan Diggs. He wasn't at practice today. It wasn't injury related. Okay, so so I was just at the gym, and they have like ESPN on and stuff, and I guess they Kirk. Kirk Cousins apologized? Yeah. What, do you know anything about that? So, here's what I know. Like, Thielen was kind of frustrated, and I was just like, you can't always win by running or running for 180 yards. you got to throw the ball sometimes because there were some passes that Kirk Cousins missed in the game. So, I think Kirk Cousins just came out. I don't know how serious it was, but he definitely meant it in the fact that, like, I got. it's kind of like, i got to be better. He's admitting he has to be better. And he does. He's okay. playing terrible. They have a yeah, good roster. Exactly. They're arguably one of the most talented teams in the NFL um, roster-wise. And the fact that they are, what are they, They are two and two? I think so. I mean, that's, but I mean, granted, you know, the Bears are also, uh, I think they're also two and two. The Lions are two one and one, uh, and Green Bay's uh, I think three and one yep. or three and one. So, I mean, they're still obviously in it, and if they can buckle down, they can make the playoffs. But yeah, the games the Falcons lost are to the Bears and the, the Packers, putting them zero and two in their division. They only lost those games by a combined fifteen points. Five to the Packers, yeah. ten to the Bears, and the Bears—they lost Mitch Trubisky. You know, if they have better performances, they could be 
very easily be 4-0 and be 2-0 in their divisions, sitting real good before, you know, the rest of their season and heading into month month two. I mean, what's next on their schedule? Giants, Eagles, Lions, Redskins. That I, I see two winnable games. You're 6-2. and two. And then you got the Chiefs, Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks. You know, they got a tough schedule ahead. If And they're a little behind the eight ball for a little bit. So, tough break for them. But it will be interesting for me to see if Diggs does get traded. Um, people are always just like, oh, Bill Belichick's on the prowl again. I, I don't know. He's got a big contract. He is young. He's very talented. I just, I don't get why they would try to trade him. But, I mean, I'd, I'd take him in Buffalo. He's definitely an upgrade. He would instantly become our number one, and I think he'd just be really talented with Josh Allen. But, obviously, the Patriots could use him. It'd be interesting to see if he does get traded and who does trade for him. Yeah. The other, the most interesting thing for me was, for the next game was the Jaguars beat Broncos, Gardner Minshew leading them to victory. All of this without Jalen Ramsey. So you have to wonder, you know, he says he still wants to be traded, but will he be? And I th- I don't know. The Jaguars play the Panthers next week. If they win again without Ramsey, maybe they kind of prove they don't need Ramsey to win. I don't know how Ramsey would deal with that, but the Jaguars, sneaky 2-2. Two and two. I think the whole division is 2-2. Two and two. With I think they're exceeding any expectations, especially with... Nick Foles going out week one. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned this game because I almost feel bad for the Broncos. They've had two like last-minute losses at home um, because of field goals, and that's got to be tough uh, for them. But, uh, yeah, that I mean, that was another good game, and it makes you, you know, so the, the Jags kind of have – a little bit of an upper hand saying, well, you know, look at, we don't need you to win. Um, but at the same time, now that they're, you know, if, if they continue this trend, like does Jalen Ramsey still even want to be traded because they are winning. We've seen what they did two years ago uh, in the playoffs, you know, when they had Blake Bortles at quarterback, um, you know, this, this is a team that we thought with Nick Foles could be, playoff caliber we thought with with any quarterback other than Blake Bortles could be playoff caliber and I mean it's still early obviously but they certainly look like they could be especially in their division so um yeah for sure I think if you're the Jag, I got two things so one if you're the Jaguars I think you do trade Ramsey if you're not gonna if I know the owner wants to trade him but if you're winning without him and you don't have to pay for him you know, sign your pass rushers and get. You already have one stud corner. It's harder, you know, to play corner in the league. You got to get after the pass rusher. You got Yannick Ngakwe looking for a new contract. Pay him. Trade Ramsey for some ones. And the player, they had some offers that were rejected, but trade them because you don't need them. I think you got to cash in now instead of just like wasting his talent on the bench. The second thing, yeah. and I think you'll get a kick out of this is the Jaguars are offering a Minshew mini-pack. If you buy tickets for one of their next two games against the Saints and the Jets, you get a bandana and a fake mustache if you buy That's these tickets. Awesome. Yeah, that that would get me out to a game. Yeah, what was it? when uh, Last year when, when Minshew was... When they were trying to send in their bids for Heisman and stuff, Minshew, they sent the board mustaches really yeah for <laughs> for his his consideration for the heisman that's really funny. that was that's pretty funny he i think he came in fifth in voting that's pretty good for a especially for a west coast player um because well, i am one year that's true he he was almost for those who don't know Minshew was almost a grad assistant at alabama before going to washington state and playing quarterback um, yeah. 
So for the Jaguars, their next team is the Panthers, who are surprisingly also 2-2 two two behind Kyle Allen beating the Texans. And then they play the Saints-Bengals-Jets. Realistically, if the Jags go 3-1 and one over their next four, they're sitting 5-3. and three. And then they play the Colts, Texans, Titans, Bucks, Chargers, Raiders, Falcons, Colts. Could the Jags win the division? Uh, I mean, it's certainly possible. Uh, I don't know. I still think, I'm still thinking the Texans, but, um, yeah, who knows? We'll see. It's I mean, crazy. the Jags beat the Titans, and they only lost to the Texans by one. And arguably, right. you can argue, based on the replay, that they should have beaten the Texans. Yeah. I don't well, know. I think we'll probably find out pretty soon because you mentioned like three in a row with division games. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that whatever whoever wins those games, that's gonna kind of decide who's gonna win that division. So I wish Zay was on so he could talk about the Pittsburgh game um, because the score looks good. Rudolph's uh, box score looks good, but if you really look into it, you see that the majority of the yards came by the running back, so that tells me, you know, it's a bunch of checkdowns. James Conner was the receiving leader for the Steelers, and they were playing the Bengals. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they're 1-3. Let's look at their schedule. Because you have to keep in mind they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick for their 1 to the Dolphins. And right now, I'm pretty sure the Steelers are a top 10 pick. So Steelers, they have the Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins, Colts, Rams are their next five. Definitely tough. Browns, Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Bills, Jets, Ravens. I don't know. I don't... Just going off them, I see Raiders and Chargers and Colts as losses. Rams as a loss. At Cleveland, a loss. That's... Four. Bills, I see that as a loss. That's five. And then the Ravens at the end, six. That's seven and nine at best. I don't know. I, I don't have confidence in Mason Rudolph. He didn't look comfortable when he played the Niners. And watching the highlights, I didn't see anything special from him. <sighs> Any other big things... That caught your eye in week four? Um, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, how about the Lions game? That was fun to watch. Yep. Brought the Chiefs Lions down almost, to the wire. The Chiefs. That was, that was nice. A lot of people <laughs> saying that, was... that the Lions should have won or had a... Basically, they're saying Patricia blew his time management. Giving... Uh, the Chiefs some timeouts when they were inside the five and the clock was running. Um, people are saying there's definitely a, a opportunity for the Lions to win because if you just let the clock run out, the Chiefs had one timeout and they could have used that to like uh, kick a field goal. But instead, yeah. Patricia had three timeouts and called at least two of them to give them some stoppage, which allowed them to score. And then... The Lions lost on a Hail Mary, but like I said, they probably should have won that game before that point. Yeah. All right, looking ahead to week five, like I said, the Rams play the Seahawks tomorrow, which should be another good game. I'm going to bet the Seahawks win that game. Uh, I just like Russell Wilson a lot. I think they're at home. I can check. I think they're at home and playing Seattle at home. Well, doesn't make them unbeatable like it used to right just with the combination of russell wilson playing very well the rams not playing well on a lot of portions of the ball i like seattle at home especially on thursday night football i think the patriots redskins will be a blowout jacksonville carolina could be a sneaky good game um cardinals cincinnati maybe Kyler Murray kind of explodes for that game. He hasn't had that yet. 
Atlanta, Houston, I think both franchises are kind of a mess. And I think neither of them... I honestly think I don't buy Houston. I buy Deshaun Watson. I just don't buy Houston. Tampa, New Orleans, that could be a good game. I would not be surprised, Roland, if Tampa Bay won, even though it's in New Orleans. Because if Jameis keeps playing like he is, and that's a big if, but if he keeps playing like he has... And Teddy Bridgewater makes some mistakes. I mean, Bucks have Shaquille Barrett, who's leading the league in nine sacks. He could cause some turnovers, put some pressure on Teddy to have to throw the ball. I wouldn't be surprised. And let's not forget, last year, week one, the Bucks beat the Saints with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Wow. Continuing on the slates, we got Vikings against the Giants. Giants defense is bad. Maybe Kirk Cousins uses this opportunity to, you know, get things going again. Or maybe Daniel Jones leads the Giants to a 3-0 and run, which would be incredible. And make Eli look even worse. We got the Bears against the Raiders. I think that game's in London, but I could, I could be really wrong. Um... It says Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so it's in London. <laughs> that is in London, yeah. <laughs> what did I think about that game? Um, here's a question for you. Are the Bears better with Chase Daniels at quarterback? Uh, like I said, I didn't get to watch a lot of that game. Um, I'm not even really sure who Chase Daniels is. <laughs> so he's, um, he's been like a career backup his whole career. He backed up uh-huh. Drew Brees in New Orleans. I think he was in Philly for a oh, little bit. Okay. And then he was in Kansas City, where Matt Nagy was before he came to the Bears. Mm. People are saying he's a more natural thrower, a better fit for Nagy's offense than Trubisky. And so we'll I, see. Yeah, Trubisky's, I don't know, it. Like, obviously, he's still young uh, and still developing, but I just, I haven't seen anything that I, like, really like about him. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm not an NFL head coach or a scout or anything like that, um, or really even a Bears fan that much, Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just... He's okay. I think he's certainly an upgrade from Jake Cutler. Um, but. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I'm not sure that he's. he. I think he is their franchise guy. I'm not sure that right now he should be, I guess. Yeah, I think what the pro He's definitely the reason the Bears are held back. But I think, and the Bill, I can speak as the Bills fans, I struggle with this too. When you have a young quarterback, you want them to be good right now, but they need time to learn. Uh, so I think, especially like with Josh Allen, he throws a lot of picks and has a lot of turnovers. People forget Peyton Manning. I'm not saying Josh Allen is Peyton Manning or Brett Favre, who I was going to compare him to, but they threw, they had a lot of turnovers in their career. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions, I think like his first two years. So... You got to give them some time. I know it's really frustrating to do that, especially like when you have an all-time defense like the Bears or when you have a good defense like the Bills, but it's it's tough, you know. You can't expect them to pick things up right away. They're expected to play and win now, which is can be really tough on them when you're still learning the game. When you come from Wyoming where you don't have the best coaching staff or when you come from North Carolina and you're a one-year starter like Mitch Trubisky, it's tar- It's hard to. NFL is a different breed, and when you got good defense players coming at you, it's a lot harder. Yeah, but I think the Bears win that game. Let's I see. Eagles Jets. I think the Eagles are gonna destroy the Jets with Luke Falk at quarterback again. <laughs> we got the Ravens Steelers, and a lot. Part of me wants to say Ravens, like very straight up just very easily but 
it's it's a rivalry game, and Zay will tell you that those games are always tough. Is it in Pittsburgh or in Baltimore? Because I think that's what decides it for me. It's in Pittsburgh. Because, like, yeah. I was kind of hoping you'd say Baltimore. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I would also just straight up say Ravens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I think the Ravens will win because I think their defense is better than the Steelers' offense, and I think their offense is better than the Steelers' defense. But, like you said, it's in Pittsburgh. It's a rivalry game. It's going to be physical. We'll see what happens. That's a, that's a game to watch. If I wasn't a Bills fan, I would definitely watch that game. Speaking of the Bills, they go down to Tennessee. I think the Bills win this game, especially if Josh Allen plays. I think they come back. Their defense can shut down the Titans. I mean, Mar- Marcus Mariota is not Tom Brady. And I haven't heard anything about like the Tennessee Titans defense. So I think if Josh Allen's back, we can really exploit them. And, you know, be 4-1 and one by the time and head into the bye for the Bills, which, you know, would give everyone a chance to regroup, settle in. Maybe Josh Allen refocuses, you know, because against the Patriots, he made some terrible picks, like absolutely terrible. Off his back foot, going deep into double coverage, trying to make a play. I think he's just got to sit down, look at the film, realize he doesn't have to play hero ball. The defense for now can, you know, help him out. I just, I, I hope they win. You know, this is, this, this kind of has playoff implications, for tiebreaker because if they're if it comes down to the end and the bills have the win over the titans or the titans have the win over the bills it comes into play late in the season so early on big big playoff implication let's see chargers against broncos i i I like vic fangio a lot but this team's just not that good especially with bradley chubb tearing his acl then last three games, we got Green Bay Cowboys. Always a classic game. Both three and one. It's got to be the game of the week. That's the game to watch. It's in Dallas. I think Green Bay comes back and wins this game. But it'll come down to coaching adjustments in the second half. That's, that's interesting, especially... Uh, that was a game I forgot to mention are the Saints holding the Cowboys to 10 points um, you know now that if, if Green Bay goes in there and beats Dallas what does that mean for uh, the NFC East yeah especially because then the Eagles and the Cowboys 3-2 and two, and if the Giants win they're 3-2 and two as well yeah so I mean <laughs> that's interesting I think up until last week, a lot of people put a pretty easy, uh, you know, check mark next to the Cowboys as the winners of their division and possible Super Bowl favorites and stuff. So um, it's crazy how how one game can change that. Yeah, I definitely was on that train for a little bit, but you got to remember who the Cowboys played first three weeks. It was like the Giants, who were terrible on defense. And they were playing Eli. They played the Dolphins, who we all know is terrible. And then New Orleans was their first hard game. Who did they play? Oh, the Redskins. Pfft, okay, Redskins. what a joke. Too, yeah. So, I mean, yep. those are games so. they should win. But I think expectation definitely got ahead of themselves. Sunday night game is Colts against the Chiefs. In Kansas City, how can you not go with Patrick Mahomes? That could be a good game, too. Uh, That's yeah. definitely one that I'm excited to watch. Just because Jacoby Brissett's been doing pretty well. Like I, I don't think the Colts have, have looked back once Andrew Luck uh, retired, you know? Um, so that that's interesting. And they're another team that could easily win their division. Um, so that's going to be a fun game, I think. Yeah, I think with Jacoby Brissett, I don't think people realized that Andrew Luck wasn't going to start the season. 
So Brissett basically spent all offseason just getting ready for um, for the season to be the starter. And they I don't think they've missed a step. Maybe they overlooked the, uh, the Raiders a little bit. But by no means are they a bad team. They have one of the best O-lines in the league. They're, they're ready to go. All right. Um, let's see. The so that's Sunday night, and then the weekends Monday night football Browns at San Francisco. Like we said, the Browns are coming off a win in Baltimore. The 49ers are coming off a bye. I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with the 49ers because I think giving Kyle Shanahan an extra week to prepare for this game is big. The Browns are flying west. I think that's big. And the the, the matchup of the Browns O-line against the Niners D-line I think is a huge mismatch. I think the Niners will eat them up. So that's why I think I think the 49ers are going to win. And Jimmy G, I feel like, is hitting his stride. Yeah. I'll definitely say though, if the Browns win, watch out because they got their the beginning of their schedule is tough, but they re- go through a stretch that's pretty easy, and I'm gonna open up the Raiders' schedule as well. So the Browns they're two and two, and they have the Niners, Seahawks, and Patriots are their next three. I feel like, and then after that. After that, it goes Broncos, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals. Wow. So that's like seven games that are very winnable. The only one that I say not is probably Buffalo. In Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you win six of those games, you're eight and two. And then let's say you lose to the Patriots and Seahawks, eight and four. End the season with Ravens and Bengals. Let's split those. And he's nine and seven, ten and six. So, I mean, if they beat the 49ers, I'd say they are in control of their own destiny to get a wild card, if not win their division. In contrast, the Niners. Where's the schedule? All right, the Niners have the Bear, or I'm sorry, the Browns, the Rams, the Redskins, the Panthers, Cardinals, and then here's the end of their season: Seahawks, Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. Not the easiest. Yeah, it's it's that's the tough ending. But I think the first games that you mentioned are all. I mean, I think that I think both Cardinal games are wins. Um, obviously, you know that could be different because it's a it's a division game. But you got a new head coach, you got new young quarterback. I, I mean, it's not like they've seen him a million times. So uh, plus, you know, Jimmy G still this is would be so far his first full season as a starter in the NFL. Right. It's not like people really have a lot of usable tape on him so um yeah so they can make wild card it, it, it really i think when we were talking about the previews and stuff it, it really depends on how well the seahawks and the rams are doing um but they're certainly i mean they're certainly capable of making wild card 
at least. Yes. Um, so I wanted to sh- discuss this current, the current playoff picture as it stands, a month in the season. I know it's early. I know it doesn't mean a lot. But right. for the AFC, going one to six, Kansas City, New England, Houston, Cleveland, Buffalo, and do you want to guess the sixth seed? Um, you said Cleveland, so I'm going to say uh, Ravens. The Raiders. Raiders? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it has a lot to do with strength of schedule and all that stuff. But that that's what it is right now. I, my predictions, I don't think the Raiders are going to make it. I don't think the Texans are going to make it. I do believe, and this is honestly not biased as much as I can, I think the Bills do make the 5th or the 6th seed. And honestly, after looking through the Browns' schedule, I can see them being the 4th seed. Um, so I, who do I see coming in? The Colts or Jags winning the division, and then I see the Ravens as the other wild card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with any of those. I can definitely see it. Um, the only other team that I still haven't really given up on is the Chargers. I know they've had an awful start. But we all know how good. I mean, I think other than Tom Brady, there's no quarterback that's better in December than Philip Rivers. Um, he's one of those that that only gets better as the season goes on. Um, the Chargers were 12 and four last year. Uh, Melvin Gordon's coming back this week, I think. Yep. So, I mean, I I still think it's it's a little early to count them out um, because again, they they almost beat the Chiefs in their division so um yeah definitely and I I think another team that I'm still looking at I think it'll be big to see how they fare until Derwin James comes back because I think if you're playing the Chiefs and you're playing the Patriots you having a weapon on the defensive side like Derwin James is big especially you know he can shut down Travis Kelsey so that's the AFC the NFC, um, one seed is 49ers, then it goes Saints, Packers, Cowboys, Bears, Seahawks. Notable teams on the outside looking in, Rams, Eagles. I kind of see, I could see the Saints slipping from, from the two seed for sure. I could see Tampa Bay kind of making a push. Um, I could see the Bears falling out and the Eagles coming in. And I think the West is really up for grabs. I think right now the Niners are in the one seed. They're 3-0, and whatever. I could see the Seahawks winning. You know, the Niners, if they are for real, they could win, obviously. And you can't count out the Rams. And the Lions are sneaky good too. They're two and one. Two one and one. They could easily be four now. Yeah. I, I usually I don't think that that the uh, the AFC is nearly as competitive as the NFC as far as playoffs go. But I think I mean obviously again, like you said, it's only we it's only the first month, but uh, so far, the, I mean, those look like really good playoffs. So yeah, I mean, on both sides. To go along with that, though, in the AFC, is there really any doubt that at the end it's going to be Chiefs Patriots? Yeah, I mean, any given Sunday, but yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I just I think they do play in the regular season. That's going to be huge. But realistically, I think the Chiefs got to win. 14 games to get the one seed? Because, I mean, let's look at the Patriots' schedule, right? They're 4-0. You got the Redskins, Giants, Jets. 
Seven and zero, easy, right? Then, yeah. then you got the Browns. Maybe the Browns give them some trouble at the Ravens. Ravens always play them tough. At the Eagles versus the Cowboys, a little harder. But you know, let's say they go two and two in that stretch. You're at nine wins already, nine and seven. At the Texans, who the Patriots own, that's ten wins. At versus the Chiefs, that's a that's a tough game. Yeah. Um, and then Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. So since this the Bills game will be in New England, I'm saying that's a win. So you're at fourteen and two, thirteen and three. I yeah, I think New England's floor has to be thirteen and three. Um, I mean, there's some of those games that that like yeah, like the Cowboys are gonna be tough. Uh, um. Yeah, um, and then obviously, like another division rival, or division rival could could give them a tough game um, or something like that. Uh, but when you're the Pats, you're expected to win those big games. So, um, and their defense is just so good. Yeah, I think I think if if they go, you know, worse than thirteen and three, then I mean. I I think that's a bit of a disappointment for them, but obviously you know all that matters is is winning playoff games and winning the Super Bowl to these guys. So they could they could be in the wild card spot. It doesn't matter because it's you know your your record doesn't matter. It's all about the next game. Right. Um, I mean the way I see it, so. their defense is gonna shut down the Browns' offense and the Ravens' offense. I think the, I don't know, like the Dolphins beat the Patriots last year, right? So teams that could that I could see beating the Patriots at Miami, right? At Ravens, at Philly, Cowboys, Chiefs. So that's four wins. So twelve and four. That's probably their floor. I know you said thirteen three one game, yeah, but yeah. On the flip side, that's my expectation at thirteen and three. Okay. Or that's you know obviously that's not necessarily what. <laughs> on the f- fan, that's my expectation for the team. Yeah. On the flip side, you got the Chiefs, who played the Colts, Texans, Broncos, Packers, Vikings, Titans, Chargers, twice, Raiders, at New England. And then Denver, Chicago. Definitely harder than the Patriots. Really? You think so? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think the Colts are tough. Texans could be tough. Packers are better than they were last year defensively. Vikings have a good defense. Chargers play them tough. Patriots game, you know that's going to be tough. And then the Bears defense is really good. Yeah. Either way, I think it's going to be a good game, or a good season. I, th- I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs and the Pats again. And it's going to be a coin flip, but instead of 50-50, it's going to be 55-45 to the home team. And by that point, if it's in Kansas City, I think the Chiefs win because at that part of the season, Tom Brady showed a little bit of age at the end of the season in the cold throwing the ball. So, Sony Michelle killed them last year but their o-line is weaker than last year stuff to look forward to we're getting ahead of ourselves it's only the first quarter of the season we got a long ways to go tom brady could strain his back pat mahomes could hurt his shoulder anything can happen right that's for sure all right you got anything else i covered everything i wanted to Do you have a, I'm going to say your favorite sports moment of the week was the Nats win last night? Oh, absolutely. I didn't really have one up until yesterday. That was a great win. Uh, anybody out there listening, if, if you didn't watch the game or you went to bed early because it was the eighth inning and they were down 3-1, uh, you really missed out. Um, 
it, it was just one of those things that like you knew what was about to happen before it happened and um, great win um, I already bought tickets bought a ticket to the Nats Dodgers game two in LA that's going to be a fun uh, <laughs> nine hour excursion um, maybe longer because of traffic Oh yeah, I mean, I'm probably leaving here at like, like at eleven for a mm-hmm. six o'clock game, and then I probably won't get home till midnight at the earliest. No, but so. I mean, playoff atmosphere—it'll be fun. You'll have a good time. Yeah. For me, my favorite moment had to be No Lyles winning all of USA Track. Really, they have been pretty dominant at the World Championships. Um, Setting them up for big at the Olympics because you had the U.S. win gold in on the men's side, 100, 200, 110 hurdles, 800, uh, pole vault. And then I didn't watch any. We have finishers for the women. I feel really bad. I haven't watched a lot of women races just because of how the lineup is. But I know we had a silver medalist at the 200. Sydney McLaughlin in the 400 hurdles is dominating the field. And U.S. always has strong 400 runners. Allison Felix coming back, I hope. So, U.S., watch out. At the 2020 Olympics, we could dominate track. Yeah, um, didn't... What was it? It was like the mixed 4x4 or 4x1 or something that you got to gold. Yeah, I think it was... world record? Yeah. So... USA track, force to be reckoned with. So, man, we were going to give you this podcast a little, or yesterday, but Roland wanted to watch the game, and I was tired, so it's okay. But you know what? Hopefully next week we'll have some more people. Probably, um, I'll be iffy on it. My finals are coming up, so I'm not sure if I can make that one. But. I'm sure John will be back from vacation. Zay, hopefully, will be back as well. We can break down more baseball. We can break down, obviously, more football and maybe some hockey. You know, especially if the Caps win tonight, you know I'll be talking about it. But there's a lot of sports for you sports lovers out there um, of all kinds. There's track, football, baseball, hockey. I'm sure you got preseason basketball. Maybe some golf if you're into that. Maybe some NASCAR if you're into that. Whatever it is, you know, you can find it. So tune in to wherever you're looking and enjoy.